welcome back to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast with Doug Winters. I am your host, Doug Winters, and this is episode 80. It's also election day, so I hope everybody goes out and votes, if you haven't already, so that we truly have something genuinely exciting to cheer about in 2020. I'm going to leave it right there. My guest today is Amanda Novena, and she has a company called Details by Mandy two eyes at the end of it, which definitely works for her and clearly sets her apart. I also think that she represents the very best of the next generation of the wedding industry's icons and innovators. She's also got the most infectious laugh you're ever going to hear. So sit back and enjoy Amanda Novena. This is exciting. <laughs> Finally. Finally, I'm excited. Thanks for having me. You are the proud owner of Details by Mandy. We met on Instagram, so check it out on Instagram. The key is that there are two eyes at the end of Mandy. Does that ever get confusing? Yeah, I mean, some people do ask, do they call me Amanda? Do they call me Mandy? It's totally for them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What fascinated me is your business model, that you offer a one-hour free consultation. Yeah. So in other words, you're going to talk about the pricing in that one hour. Is that right? Uh, yes, it's definitely something that we go over as well. Now, is that something other people do or is that your your idea? Um, I have come across a lot of brides that don't know what to ask because they haven't planned a wedding yet, right? So I think something that they naturally just ask is, well, how much is it? So I like to actually take that hour, the first part. I don't like to talk about pricing at first because to me, I don't have set pricing. I don't have this package is X and this package is Y. I like to curate each pricing based on what it is that they're looking for, because no wedding is the same. Each bride is going to want different things. Some of them are more hands-off. Some of them are more hands-on. Maybe there's a multitude of people within the family that want to be involved. Maybe. When was the last time you had one point person and that was the only person that had an opinion? Never. Exactly. Okay. Never. But it's fun. You know, I, I love learning about everyone's different stories, how they met, how they got engaged and really being able to bring those surprise and delights to their wedding day and learning all of that. I like to take that time to really get to know them and what they're looking for and then curate a package for them. So I can give them ranges of where they may, might be based on what they're talking about. But then I really like to get into the details and I will write up a proposal detailed line by line exactly what they're asking for for me and then I, I can go back and forth and if there's something that they want to add take away until we get to that final quote all right so the meeting is with you yeah so it's accountability it is following details by Mandy they're not going to get some random person that you hire to say all right you take the first call and then I'll take it right. from there I love that thank you you have like five categories, full wedding planning, which is obvious, which we'll get into, partial, which means once they've picked the date in the yeah. venue, full, partial, destination weddings, month or day mm -hmm. of, and then my favorite, elopement and mini movie. Yeah. Added that one recently. <laughs> okay. Now here's my favorite, which is that you yourself yeah. are a blushing bride of five months. Yeah. yeah. And you are a bride of COVID. I am a COVID bride. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved a planning event, essentially something that I, I did, um, you know, realize it was something that I loved doing when I was younger, just didn't think about it as a career. 
dance didn't quite work out. So I found um, fashion merchandising as my next route and, and marketing. And so went to Kent State, got to do the study away in New York City. So I knew that I could live in New York City. That was something that I really wanted to do is make sure that it wasn't just a dream. And two other girls and I got an apartment in Chelsea. Uh, Kent State had a studio here in the Garmin District, so we could still do classes at night. But during the day, we had internships. And mine was at BCBZ. And I was actually the um, intern for the president there. So incredible experience for me. BCBG? Yeah, BCBG. Massazria, if you've you've heard of it. Yeah. One of the event pieces that I got to do as an intern was Fashion Week. Getting to really be a part of that and the planning aspect and how the seating charts and the intricacies of, of knowing every single paper clip that is going with you to that uh, location venue and there. So it was just like little snippets where I felt like I got to actually also do some events. And that's what really excited me. And then when I did graduate and went to DSW's home office, starting out as an intern, I got to see that I could be a part of the events committee. So my two and a half years there also got to be a part of the events and throw, you know, a fun circus party for the whole corporate office or um, fundraisers where we would do marathon runs or, or whatever it may be. And it was, it was so much fun being able to be a part of that. Yeah. People forget that it's not all weddings. Like when you start yeah. in events, it could be like, like you're saying, a, a mini marathon or a, a dance-a-thon, you know, it could be anything right. to make, you know, raise money or. Yeah. But getting to learn the ins and outs of, of how that works, it's, I think it was a great like entryway for me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Essentially, I just knew that I wanted to live in New York City. So I left my job. I did not have a job planned yet in New York City because every time I applied, I kept hearing you need to have a New York City address. So I'm like, okay, I guess I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I okay. got to move here. So, I- so they want you to have a New York City address, even though it's the most expensive place in the universe to live. Correct. They want you to have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, isn't that fun? Uh, <laughs> so it was literally straight out of friends. Yeah, one girl I knew from college, and the other, it was her friend. So I didn't, I hadn't even met her yet. And luckily, oh, we're still friends today. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked, <laughs> it worked out. out. It worked out. But when I moved here, then I did get the job with Victoria's Secret Pink, and I was a merchandiser for them. But I still got to do um, a part. I wanted to be a part of their events committee. Me too. <laughs> you too. <laughs> it was really fun for me and being able to learn more aspects of that business and meet new people in New York City, the, those vendors. And then that's when I thought, okay, I really need to just reach out to wedding planners here in New York City. So I went through, I don't know how many bridal magazines that you would get at a bridal expo, anything like that, and just went through every single planner emailed. Who could I assist with? Who could help me? Who I, I didn't care if I got paid. I didn't care what I was doing. And, and I did get quite a few responses back and I was able to work with other planners. And even if it was a styled shoot, I got to learn what that was like, you know, Previously, I didn't know what that was. I just learned what a style <laughs> shoot was two days ago. Oh, <laughs> it's fun. And until this day, I love doing them. Because, right. But it's funny, just by reaching out to people, you never know who your next connection can be. But yeah, getting to know style shoots, doing some wedding planning and assisting anywhere. Anytime there's a term 
that I don't think that the average bride might be aware of. Could you just explain what a style shoot is? Sure. Yeah. To me, it's almost like we get to make our own Pinterest board, essentially. It could be a few different things. Something major that we like to do at style shoots are a tablescape. Your linen, your candles, your flowers, how you're maybe you want your menu on your plate. You could do the same style that you normally do, but a lot of times us wedding planners like to do something a little bit different, something that maybe we haven't gotten to experience yet. Like right now, there's a lot of style shoots for Halloween, which I'm actually hoping to do this weekend. <laughs> oh, for your, for yourself, for details, I mean, okay, cool. Yeah. So you, you get to really curate something special that you could showcase maybe to your bride and it kind of gives her example of your work. You can do an example of what a ceremony arch would be like. A dessert table would be like, it's really up to you. It's something that you want. What is it that maybe you're missing that you want to creatively do with some vendors that you really like to work with? And sometimes it's maybe a photographer reaching out to me saying, I, I really want to get this in the future with my clients, but I haven't been able to do it. And I want to make sure they know that this is something I can capture. How can we curate this? And then you put that together. So oh, okay. it's, it's, yeah, we're all helping each other. And out. everybody works for free. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Do, donates their time because they're getting content for their uh -huh. Pinterest yep. or Instagram or. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. So that's a style shoot. That's a style shoot. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's a great experience. So I got to learn what that was like. Um, and, and then essentially I decided, you know, I really want to go after this event phase. I love wedding planning, love planning events. And that's when I got the opportunity at Cipriani within their um, InDesign floral team swoop. Yeah. So that's when I started that swoop, um, 2016. And I got to do corporate events, fundraisers, weddings. I mean, you name it. They, whether it was in the Cipriani locations or outside of it, but just incredible experience. And for those those people that don't know, the Cipriani name is associated with really high end. Yes. So getting to see that luxury event, really right. really big events, you know, it it ups the amount of guest count that I that I was you know normally used to, the amount of tablescapes that we would be you know curating, mm -hmm. and and it was amazing, and to see just the visions of these parties come to life was just incredible. Like one of them that I'll never forget was a Christmas party for the boys and girls club, a charity event at 42nd street. And it was exactly what you could think of in just a dream Christmas. world. It was so, it was so, so beautiful. Wow. But yeah. So, so I got that opportunity there and um, got to work in so many great iconic, uh, venues in New York City, the Waldorf Astoria being one of them. And that was a big learning. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was it's so beautiful. And I'll never forget that day because my boss had to go to a different location because we had two events that day. And he mm -hmm. said to me, because I'm such a detail oriented person and um, don't, he's like, if you see, let's say you see a sticker on like a flower, um, the, the flower pots or something and you, right. you need that taken off like don't put your time on something like that make sure that you can get someone to delegate to take care of that while you're also making sure everything's okay and I didn't quite cl click with me at first because for me I'm like oh but if I see a problem I need to go towards it but 
I didn't see that, especially an event that big, they need someone that's really managing the entirety of the event and is there for everyone and, and directing and making sure that everything's going okay. Because if I focus on one little thing, there could be three other things <laughs> that are happening over yeah, there. There's five other emergencies. Right. That was a big learning for me because I felt like I just wanted to do every little thing. And, and I realized that as a producer, you do kind of need to step back and, and make sure that everything is okay and not just one thing that you see. Yeah. So that was, that was a big one for me. Um, but then essentially I, I knew that I wanted to go after more of the, the wedding. Um, I knew that I wanted to do everything from a broad perspective. So not just the florals or the design, but I wanted to tie what I took from there and learn um, with the design aspect and actually get to do, you know, the full event planning from a, a complete design perspective, meeting with the customer, okay, what do they want, you know, the client, and then being able to fully curate the entire wedding. And what's cool is you have serious hands-on experience on the wedding dress, the bridesmaid's dress, the mother of the bridesmaid, and the florals. And those are two major aspects. Yeah. And that's, that's where I went next. Yeah. So I, I started Details by Mandy in 2017 when I when I had left I obviously needed something to also help support me too so and I, I got the opportunity at Beholden and I'm like this is perfect you know I get to keep the that fashion aspect learning more about the actual wedding dress itself those intricacies and I was able to be the shop manager for both locations in New York City. So I'm constantly working with brides, bridesmaids, yet mother of the brides, and learning all the different issues that can come about there as well with the dresses. And uh, it was it was a great combination. And I also got to hear what were the newest trends that were happening because I'm constantly with brides. So I know, you know, what they're thinking. And it was a really good mix for me. Right, right, right. Until this day, that's another thing that when I speak with the brides on the phone, is that something that they want is me to come help them with their wedding dress shopping as well, or maybe even planning the day when they get to go with their girls. It looks a little different today, but <laughs> you know what I noticed on your Instagram, you yeah. maybe because you're, I mean, obviously because you're so newly newly married, and just you know the blush of that whole thing is that there's a very hilarious picture on your site that's you and your husband. Yeah. It probably still sounds funny to hear. It does, yeah. <laughs> with a street musician playing the guitar and he's front and center and you guys are way in the for in the background. Yeah. And you said, spending my life with this guy. And my immediate reaction is like, wait, you're married to the guitar player? Is it <laughs> Um, yeah, we actually, so we got to have two first dances for our wedding because our photographer, after we got married in the Shakespeare garden, he walked us through central park and there was two different musicians. One was, um, an accordion and the other one was the guitar and they both played a song for us and we danced and it was like, we had these just rolling, just rolling random, musicians, like yeah. jugglers <laughs> yeah. or mimes yeah, or something that were just in central park. <laughs> and it was literally just the two of you? Just the two of us, yes. We did take a video on a tripod. Uh, we tried to FaceTime because it was before some of the other um, videographers came out with, with some tools that we could use. 
but that didn't quite work out. So we just said, okay, we're just going to take the video, enjoy this time together. And then we were able to send it out for our family. And you literally but just it was, put it on a tripod and said, yeah, our photographer hit play and hit stop. But <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh so, no, that, the, yeah. so the photographer. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, you want to give him a yeah. shout out by the way, just to give him. Oh yeah. It's from, he's from uh, Fred Marcus studios, which is. I had Andy on the podcast. Oh, you had Andy. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Andy and Brian. Um, I loved working with them when I was at Cipriani. So I was like, they have to do our, our photography. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So it was amazing. And he's going to do our, our wedding next year too. <laughs> Describe mini Moni and then the sequel being the full wedding. There's mini Moni's and then there's micro weddings. So micro weddings are a little bit more prevalent now because you can have some guests. Mini Moni's then essentially is just you two, or it could be you two and say your parents were there as well. But there's not traditionally an officiant, or there is? There, there was, yeah. We did have okay. an officiant. We had the photographer, so it was just the four of us. At that time, some officiants were doing it over Zoom, but ours, luckily, he did come out for us. Um, okay. We all wore masks and just stood far apart from each must, other. Must have looked gorgeous with the new dress. <laughs> Well, you, you have um, something to tell your children and grandchildren about. Yeah, honestly, it was so special. And in the midst of everything, you know, being so crazy, I mean, that was May 9th. I contacted the photographer. I did have my florist that's going to do the wedding. She did a bridal bouquet and a boutonniere for him and a couple flowers that I like put out. Was it someone that you had met during the swoop team or just now that you were an expert on flowers, you knew who to call or... Yeah, I, I've just worked with her for other weddings and I've always okay. really liked her work. Um, so and she was still working during the time a little bit, like she would go in if something like this were to happen, but you still couldn't necessarily have contact. So it was contactless delivery. So <laughs> it's crazy. No one would believe this. Yeah. yeah no, uh, hopefully no. a year from now, this will be like, did it, did that really happen? Right. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And luckily enough, the JW Marriott Essex House, they were still open and not a ton of workers, of course, but at least you could stay there. And that's actually where we're going to have our big wedding later on. Love the Essex House, by the way. Right? It's so great. One of the most understated places in New York. I, I love it. To me, it's, when I'm in there, I feel like it's very New York iconic. I love it there. So we stayed there for the weekend. I got ready. I did have a makeup artist and, and hairstylist that I've worked with on Wedding Wire. Everyone's just like in masks and making sure we have the hand sanitizer and how do we like stay far apart while you're doing this. It's, it was interesting to really, you know. So she only had to make up half your face though from, your <laughs> no. from the top of your nose up. <laughs> we, did, we did do, do all of it, but it was so interesting to figure out, okay, Normally you're doing so much planning, right, for these weddings. And sure. now it's it's minimal, but but trying to navigate these COVID rules and regulations and making sure that all of us are safe. So I mean that's first and foremost, especially, you know, when it was New York City was not in a great place. Yeah. Thankfully, we were able to do that and she was able to come and then my florist was able to drop it off at the hotel. I didn't get to see her, but <laughs> At least I, I could talk to her <laughs> on the phone. For people listening, this is a very, very, very hands-on industry. Yeah. 
when you work with someone, you work, you get to know them very, very well. And that's why this whole thing is so odd, you know? Yeah, it, it is. We, you know, we miss that contact with everyone. Hugging people. Yes. You know, yes. knowing someone for like working with them for a year or two and you see them and you, you can't hug them and it's like, hi. <laughs> Hi, like, I know you, you don't know what to do. And it's almost like, <laughs> I know it's so crazy. But honestly, I think it was really special for us because we knew, I knew that it was time to make the decision that we would be postponing the wedding and it would most likely be till the next year, till 2021, even though it looked like possibly you could do fall, winter, but I just, we didn't want to risk it. We also just didn't want the way to get married, so we decided to do it, and it was more than we could both imagine being able to really just spend that time together. Yeah. And he even he came with me. He picked me up at the hotel after I got ready, and we drove over to Central Park. And for me, it was kind of romantic in a way because he walked me up. You would say the aisle is, I guess. Yeah. And, oh, and great. you know, so for me, it was actually kind of beautiful. We were definitely breaking traditions. A direct quote from you is, your day doesn't have to be big to be amazing. Exactly. Yes, truly. It, you know? it was unforgettable. And, and honestly, it was extremely incredible just to have the two of us saying our vows to one another and becoming man and wife. And then getting to walk around New York City's gorgeous Central Park, taking pictures together with our photographer, Felix. He was just hilarious. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've worked with him, but he is so funny he kept us laughing and just really enjoying the time and then getting to have those couple first dances that we had as well and where we were going to get our wedding cake at the time or not our wedding cakes sorry, our wedding desserts that we were going to do i was just gonna they say you didn't really wedding need cake. A, a full cake yeah. <laughs> just for the two but we did we did yeah we did a small cake and um so that we could still have that too we ordered from one of our favorite italian restaurants arturo's in the city we ordered from them so that way we could still have some Italian food that we were going to have at the wedding. In our hotel room, I, I put out, we love traveling. So I put out a bunch of different photo with gold frames of different places that we've traveled and just kind of like decorated a bit. The 10-year-old yeah. Amanda would have to. <laughs> right. I had to do something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I just it really got to make it special. And honestly, I'm excited to then also have a party and reception with all of our friends and family later on. But there was something about it. I'm like, I know that this is breaking tradition, but it was really special. It really was. And I, I love that I can connect with the brides right now that have been going through this and it, yeah. they don't know what to do. Do we postpone? Do we do something small and something bigger later? Do we just do a micro wedding where it's 50 people of our um, closest friends and family. I've connected with a lot of newer brides and it's like, okay, what do you want your wedding day to look like? And, and if that's something smaller, then let's make it just as special as, as what the bigger wedding that you were thinking of doing is. But they must love when you tell them your story. Yeah. Because you're not, <laughs> you really are. I mean, you were trapped by the same pandemic that we all are trapped by except for the president evidently who decided yesterday that his administration <laughs> has cured COVID. Thanks, yeah. Don. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Don. Um, so in the meantime, uh, I was just, I was just called by a client for a wedding in September. Uh, I hadn't heard from her a couple of days and I said, just checking in, just wanted to see it. her mother has contracted COVID. So she says, Oh, no. sorry, I've been MIA, but my mother got it. 
oh my God, not only postponing the wedding for a year, but right. now her mother is sick and hopefully, hopefully she'll be okay. But, but just to say that there's so many factors involved in a wedding anyway, family dynamics. Right. There are. And that's the thing is like, it's, it's not easy, but I, I always like to say to try to enjoy it because as much stress as it can bring, it is the funnest party that you will ever throw. Enjoy this time. And it's, it makes it a little hard right now because sometimes, you know, you're thinking of everything everyone's going through and it's like, well, how do I get excited for you know, what's going to happen when so much is going on. And I think it's finding that balance and hopefully giving everyone a reason to celebrate later on, right? I think everyone's excited for 2021 weddings and and events to get together with family and friends. So there was something else on your website where I was very touched by, and I want to start doing it myself, is that you're connected to the Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer Awareness. Yes. And you can literally press a link on your site and go directly to their site and make a donation. You could donate. You could do one of the walks. You could sign up and do your own walk. Because in Columbus, Ohio, sometimes I go home and do a walk with my mom. My mom had breast cancer. That was. I was going to say, is that that how you picked that particular charity? Yeah, my mom and, or my great aunt, um, both had breast cancer. So for me, it was, yeah. (laughs) I go to the doctor frequently. Yeah. Every six weeks you get a mammogram. <laughs> yeah. But that's very cool. I think that, that's very, yeah. I mean, you're not demanding oh, you. anything. You're not saying you must give yeah. a casual, you know, say, don't forget to think about other people. You right. Think, oh. Yeah. I, I figured, you know, it's just something that's special to me. So I wanted to share that with everyone and get, give them the opportunity to, to do so as well. So. I think the most important thing that you said was the sticker on a, a vase owning a company, that can't be your only job because at the exact same time, the bride could need you for a million other things or the major D wants to talk to you about the food or. Right. There's, there's so many things. Yeah. So it's, it's learning to, to make sure you're, you're readily available. And, and if there's anyone that can help you delegate, if you have assistance with you, making sure that, um, you make sure that they can be in the right places as well. That way you can help manage and, and execute and make sure that everything goes, goes off without a hitch. <laughs> I'm telling you, you'll probably eventually hear Tutora say this. Brian Raffinelli said the exact same thing and, you know, literally said, I learned early on that I can't be everywhere at every moment. So I have to delegate. It's more important that I interface with the bride or the mother of the bride or a thousand different things that, you know, I have to be like triage. You know, I have to be, I have to go to what's, hopefully there's not a lot of things that go wrong, but I mean, there's just in the, in the day to day of it, you know, the bride saying, all right, when, when exactly do I walk in? You know, when, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Making sure that, that they, they know, you know, when everything should go on and even things like, um, speeches when the, the, um, maid of honor is supposed to give her speech, uh, making sure that they know timely that that's, you know, given at a certain time as well as, yeah, the bride walking down the aisle. That's pretty big too, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 When you work in a hotel, is it different than if you're working like in, in a farm or a museum in Brooklyn or a loft in Dumbo? Or, you know, if you work at X Hotel, you know, so there's the maitre d' who's been doing this for 30 years and he's the one who's going to be telling them when to walk down the aisle. Right. 
What happens when you're just walking into an empty barn and it's all you? It's definitely different. And that's something I started doing early on where you have the vendors that are going to come and drop off like your tables and linens and all of that. But if you don't have someone helping you set that up, that's you, right? Yeah. Um, which is fun for me because I think with my merchandising background, I like to be you know hands-on and really create the vision that I know that my bride was looking for. I actually have a micro wedding in a couple of weeks. It's in a backyard and it's really doing everything. The tables, the, the linens. All right. Tell me about that party. You're doing it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's in someone's backyard. Yeah. The weather's changing. We have the vendors that are dropping everything off Thursday. They're going to put up the tent, drop off the tables and the linens. But you know, Saturday morning is when I'm going to come in and open up those linens, iron them out, make sure, you know, there isn't creases in them something, making sure that they're actually staying onto the tables in case that there's a big wind because before the florists get there to put everything on top of the table, and then I'm also going to set the table. And it is different from being at a hotel where they may have the maitre d' and the wait staff can make sure that they set all of that. And I just make sure that it's how the bride wanted it. Right. So there are differences there and, you know, making sure that there are tents and backup tents. Right. I mean, what are the other things that people wouldn't ordinarily think of that you have to prepare for as backups? That you have to have a truck that has like a runner that goes from point A to into, into the tent? Yeah. So I was going to say it's typically you think, oh, well, there just needs to be a tent just in case. But realistically, what does that look like from everyone that's coming up the driveway down, you know, through the backyard? All of that needs to be. So does that mean that we want to create multiple tents? Do we want to have umbrellas for everyone as they come out of their cars? Is there runners? That's another option as well to make sure that they're not stepping into the grass. Generators are a big thing for me too. Um, if you want to do like the string lights in the back, but then you also have the entertainment and you also have kitchen staff doing a lot there. Maybe you don't normally string all of those different lights and you don't have a DJ in your backyard all of the time. <laughs> right? So it's making sure that you have some type of backup in, in that sense as well, too, to make sure things don't go out. <laughs> now, is every aspect of that all written down in some form of contract or some form of agreement that we're going to put up a tent? But we have to bring generators because we don't know if it's going to be 70 degrees or 40 degrees. We don't know if it's going to rain. So we have to prepare for runners, even if we don't use them. Do you spell all that out to the bride and groom? And they say, oh, we don't really need to spend money on that. And you say, yeah, you kind of do because. Yeah, I definitely would never want to push anything on anyone. You know, it's definitely up to them. But I like to make sure that they're made aware of it. So some if we're doing a walkthrough of a venue, I, I like to point out things that I'm seeing, suggestions that I have, and then we'll revisit it. So essentially, then we'll sit down again and we'll talk about it. They might bring it up. I might bring it back up just to see like, you know, how did you feel about that? Do you think that you'd like to go in that direction or, or do you feel more comfortable with this? It definitely is up to them, but it's something that I will always point out anything that I'm seeing, because again, it's not something that maybe they're used to doing. So at least I know I've had exposure to these certain issues that may arise. And then if they do want to add it in, then I can execute it and say, if they don't, sometimes it's still something that I will keep in mind just in case if it does go wrong. There are times where you have to kind of pivot. Yeah, <laughs> in of the course, moment, of right? course, yeah. But I want to be prepared for that. So it's something I still at least write down for myself 
even if it's, you know, if it's not something that we're officially going to do, but just in case something happens. And it's your job to give each one of those details to them without overburdening them. Right. That's, I feel like the key is I don't want to scare them. I'm not here to say like, these are all the things that could go wrong, but at the same time, these are all the things that could go wrong. And you want to make sure that they're aware of it because it's just not something that they might be thinking of and let them know it is something I am thinking of because I want to make sure that your day goes as planned and you don't have to worry about things like that. That's my job. (laughs) So you use that first hour to get a concept. How do you use that one hour? Let's say I'm a bride listening to this podcast and say, wow, that sounds like a great idea. I'd love to talk to this woman. Describe how you make that hour happen because hour sounds like a long time, but. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I like to give this time to the bride. So it's not all about me, but I also want her to know, you know, what I can provide for her too. But I first like to listen to her, you know, again, like learning her story, how they met, how they got engaged when they feel like they want to get married, or maybe they already picked their date and venue, learning about what her vision is and what she needs from me. From a wedding planner's perspective, how much do you want me to take on? What are you looking for? Do you want me to be your best friend? Do you you want to, you know, because we can text, we can talk through anything and everything that you're seeing on Pinterest or ideas or you know, I always like to ask the question, um, what did you hate at some of the weddings that you've been at so that I know what to avoid? Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. And, and really just asking those questions to get to know her, him, what they envision. Then after that, I can kind of get an idea of what she's looking for from her wedding planner and then give her some options. And sometimes she'll say, okay, that's definitely something I need, or that's something I think my sister's going to do. So then I get to say, okay, so the sister's going to be right. pretty involved, right? So it's, yeah, <laughs> the, the conversations fluctuate definitely. It, just, it depends what it is that they're looking for. But I like to take at least the first half of that conversation to learn from her and what she's right. looking for. Do you find that the terms best man, maid of honor, ring bearer, whatever, <laughs> that they still have a place for are those just in movies? I mean, I think when you have a planner, don't you do most of what the maid of honor would do? Um, I think some of it, yes. I don't feel like, and that's not always, but sometimes I am seeing that the maid of honor and best man don't necessarily take on the task that's what that I'm saying. they that's used what I'm saying. to. It's more of like a fun title and an excitement of being a part of it where that's where they need someone that is going to come in and really help them execute it and not make them feel bad for asking yeah. them <laughs> to, to do it. So, I mean, and that's kind of nice too, where they where sometimes brides say, I kind of just want my maid of honor to be there for me, have fun with me. And that's kind of it. So she wants, you know, more of the task part to be on the wedding planner and that makes sense and that's something that I'm there for yeah um, but yeah it's, it's I would say it's different basically. yeah yeah and, <laughs> like, and the norms are so changed I mean, you can have a best woman or a best you know yeah or someone told me that their brother was a bridesman oh <laughs> just how things are different now it's a new normal it's not as traditional and that's what like something that I've had fun with doing too, with, with our own mini money and everything is, is breaking some of those traditions. Yeah. And you'd be shocked without a planner, how many times, like a major deal, say, 
All right, get your band ready because uh, we need your microphone because we're going to do the toast now. And this wasn't on anybody's list. And I'll say, wait, but the photographer's not even in the room. Yeah. So I've just learned to say, I'll be right back and just run into the kitchen in the back, wherever the photographer or the videographer is. Speeches, you got to get up there. Band, you got to be in place because right after the father, we got to do. So without a planner. That's it though. Yeah, that you've like take action because that's something that I started to see early on, starting even with my brother's wedding when I was still in college. Like the florist was late. So like I stopped getting my makeup done to go help when she got there. The photographer didn't show up for when the girls were getting ready. So they were late. So like, okay, so I just have my phone, but I'm going to start taking pictures. So you still have some type of memory. Yeah. None of them had planners. So it's kind of like, you need that person to help coordinate with things. But it's, it's almost like it's in us to say, okay, this isn't here. Let me help it. So that's great that that you've been able to jump in. Oh, yeah, somebody has to. I mean, because I feel very protective of of my brides and grooms. You know, it's like I spend a lot of time with them. Yeah. All right. So, so you started the business in 2019. 17. 17. Okay. Yeah. So you had three years before 2020, which didn't happen. And then, <laughs> um, and then you'll have 21. So how is everything going? Is it going as you had planned? Do you have like a five-year plan and a 10-year plan? And a- yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know 2020 was quite a hiccup, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> before- That's right. The nicest way I've ever heard anybody describe it. <laughs> um, but I've just been trying to to take this time to learn as much as I can and and really connect with the brides and, and the other vendors in the industry. Like, I mean, the second that all this happened, my heart just broke for everyone that I've worked with, right? Oh, so it's just reaching out, like, are you okay? I mean, and I would say year after year, it's definitely grown. I've got more clients and more experience and gotten to do different locations and new venues. And that's been exciting. And I think as of right now, I definitely, it's going to be big 2021, right? For the postponed weddings, in addition to the weddings that were already going to happen in 2021. And I think, I hope that it continues to grow from there. And I'm definitely open to also doing some corporate events and holiday events because I did do that before as well. And I've always enjoyed it. So growing that into a full, you know, details by my Mandy events and, and not just the weddings, although weddings is such a focus for me and, and definitely something that I love. Well, it's cool that you don't have the word weddings in your title. So it's not. And that's why. Yeah. Cause I knew I was going to want to do more as I kept going. And, and as I, since it's something that where I started, I knew I was going to continue to add that on, but I wanted to really zone in on the weddings at first because it was, I love it. I really do think it's got to be amazing. People must die when you say, oh yeah, I just got married six months ago in the middle of the pandemic and, you know, made it work. Right. I try not to, to make any focus on me, but I feel like there is some sort of comfort there. And I've even had brides reach out to me on Instagram that have seen that I got married and, and that especially ones in the city and see, okay, well, how did you navigate that? What do you do? What do you do? I'm not just charging anyone that talks to me, right? Like I yeah. thoroughly enjoy these conversations and helping out these brides because that's something that I can contribute to everything that's going on right now is helping everyone navigate what to do, who to contact and how to make sure that whatever it is that they want, whether it's a mini money, a micro wedding, a sequel wedding, let's make it happen, yeah. right? Yeah. And it not feel like it's just something they're settling with, but something they're excited about. Right. 
And then how could I take this time that normally I might be really crazy busy where I can, you know, join this mentorship with David Satara and take soak in as much as I can. And I'm also a wedding pro with Wedding Wire and The Knot. And there we've been doing a lot of classes there or being a part of the Event Planner Expo. I was a champion for them. So being able to network via Zoom, but as best as I can with as many people that maybe I haven't been able to connect with as I've been more focused on my clients that I had being able to really connect with everyone and learn as much as you can. So that's all we can do right now. But not only that, you got married in the middle. Right. I, I did it and it was fun and it was, it was romantic and, and I want to help other people do that too. I got a newspaper from the JW and it was like the weekend and I don't even remember exactly what it said, but I think I have it on my Instagram and I had us take a picture with our hands and our rings. Um, so it's something we can always remember and I still have the newspaper because I want to remember this. Like we, sure. in the midst of all of this, we got married. <laughs> no, but it makes you literally the poster child for yeah. <laughs> look what you can do with a tux and a gown and feeling that same rush. Right. But just the two of you, a photographer and who's the fourth person? Our officiant. Oh, and the two random street musicians. And, the street musicians. <laughs> and oh, I forgot to say that during the ceremony, after we kissed the gardeners for Central Park, they were doing something with the florals. <laughs> they came up behind us and threw uh, rose petals. Oh, are you <laughs> or the tulip petals. Um, you had, you had no idea that we could do that? No idea, and Felix got a, a picture of it too. So it was, it was so great. Oh, that is that is <laughs> terrific. But I mean, it makes you instantly relatable. Yes. To yeah, anybody that's suffering through it, and and it's not just the brides; it's the mothers of the brides. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll all get through it. We'll all get through it. We just gotta be there for each other too. Yeah. Well, you are amazing, and we should work together. We should definitely. Yeah. No, I would love to. Absolutely. And you're still menteeing? Is that a word? Is that a word? Yes, I guess. Yeah, I'm still studying. Mentee. Studying under. Yeah. <laughs> you have two terms. David Sarah. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank and you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, here's something I was gonna ask. You. Yeah. Since we've been talking for so long, thank you. By the way, again, thank you, thank you. What are the chances that that hour that you give people? You know, to get an idea of you, whether you're going to work together. What are the chances that those actually are limited to an hour? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not that not you want to spread that around, but I right. mean, but it's not, you're <laughs> well, not sitting there with a clock. No, I'm, not, I'm definitely not timing it. Absolutely not. It's just more so a gauge to get them to, to manage of it. Because um, you're so easy to talk to. I mean, this is our first time meeting and it's really funny, but we're not meeting. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're 2020 meeting. Yeah. But thank you so much. Yes, of course. Thank you. Let's uh, stay in contact. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks for everything. Thank you. Have okay. a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Come on. Is that not the greatest laugh in the business? Or ever? <laughs> anyway, thanks, Amanda. And... You can find her, as we've discussed, at Details by Mandy with two eyes at the end. And as always, you can find me at Doug Winters, Inc. on Instagram. And my website is DougWintersMusic.com. So 
Everybody, please stay safe, stay strong. And as Amanda said, we're all going to get through this together. Okay, bye-bye now.